The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Gemara Yevamot. Masechet Yevamot has been dedicated and sponsored by our dear friend, Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife in honor of his uh, family and Hatzlacha Varvacha Mechol Maaseyadav may be zocheh to raise his children in the ways of the Torah they should give him much nahat he should have many more children with health and happiness Hen Vachesed Be'enei Hashem Ubnei Adam and he should have Beracha Bakol Mikol Kol him and his entire family Amen Just a note of interest as we study Masechet Yebamot many of the cases need diagrams we have chosen the Sefer Siurim Le Masechet Yebamot as our uh, book for the diagrams written by Aaron Shalomo Berebi Baruch Moshe Hafner available in the bookstore so we refer to pages we are using uh, that sefer today's daf has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. David Meyer in honor of the rabbi David uh, his language here is Rabbi Mori, the crown of my head and the glory of my days. May God bless you and your community with a wonderful, rewarding, and inspiring summer season. To scale him, it's for David. Today's daf is being studied. The Adun Shmat of Ram Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihenu Begin Aiden. Amen. Begin today's daf on Mem Aleph Amud Rishon, and we are starting from the Mishnah. <coughs> and the Mishnah says, Acholetz liyibimto. Venasa Ahiv et Ahota Vamet Holetzet Velo Mityabemet. The first case to the Mishnah is a person made Halitza Triyabama. The Holetz's brother married the Yibama's sister. And then that brother died as well. Holetzet Velo Mityabemet. So the first brother that was Holetz cannot make Yibum with this lady because this is considered Ahot Halutzato. It's the sister of the lady that he made Halitzatu. And therefore, uh, he's not allowed to make a Yibum on Ahot Halutzato. However, the only procedure that he can make is a Halitza. Rashi, Velo Mityabemet. But he has to make a procedure. He has to do halitza. Which means the law of achot halutzato is only midrabbanan. Which means falls. So therefore, Hachamim said, don't make a yibum. But you have to break the zika. So how do you do that with the halitza? Even though. Her sister is still alive. That's a very important rule. So therefore the case over here was again, a fellow made halitza to a lady. Subsequently his brother married that lady's sister. Subsequently that fellow died and fell to Yibum to that first brother. That first brother cannot make Yibum, he only makes a Halitza, she's considered a hot halutzato, which is a surah medrabanan. Comes the Yomanat Mishnah, gives a second case. Vechen, similarly, 
Okay, what I was going to question this word similarly. Hamigaresh etishto. A person divorces his wife. Venasa achivet achota. And his brother married the sister of that divorcee. Umet. And then he died. Hareze petura. In that case, the lady is petura from Yibum and Halitza. Because that would be considered achot girushato. So Achot Girushato is Peturah in Torah. So Achot Chalutza is Medrabanan. Achot Girushah is off the hook with the Oraita. And therefore he does not hear any procedure. Not Yibum and not even Haditza. She doesn't fall. Again, the case was, the Prela was married. He got uh, divorced. And then uh, his brother had married uh, that lady's sister. And then he died. So the brother that got divorced to the sister cannot make Yibum nor Halitza because this lady is considered Achot Girushato. Lashi, Petura, Af Mena Halitza. Di Mishum Achot Isha. Because bottom line, she remains Achot Isha. It's his wife's, or his former wife's sister. Who is the Ishto Kayemet. Vachot Girusha Midvre Torah. Lo Vachot Girusha is a Torah lo Dichtiv Aleha Behayeha. Kosher Behayeha. Basically, she comes out to be Achot Ishto. She is his wife's sister. Even though they're divorced, doesn't matter. Once it was his wife, even though they eventually got divorced, she remains Achot Ishto as long as she's alive. So therefore, even now she falls to Yibum, it doesn't matter. She's considered Achot Ishto, and that doesn't go off. Comes the Mishnah and gives the third case. Shomeret Yavam. Right, you have a lady. She's waiting to fall to either Yibum or Halitza. Which means her husband died. So now she's waiting for the, one of the brothers to make uh, Yibum or Halitza. She's called a Shomeret Yavam. So what happened? Shikidesh Ahiv Et Achotah. One of the brothers went and made Kiddushin to her sister. Before Yibum Halitza was done to this lady, one of the brothers that could have made a Yibum Halitza jumped the gun and made a Kiddushin to this lady's sister. Mishum Rabbi Yudah ben Betera Amru, so they said the name of Rabbi Yudah ben Betera, Omrim lo, so they tell the fellow, Hamten, wait, Ad she'aseh achicha ma'aseh. Wait until the other brother does something Once the other brother either makes a halitza or a yibum, then the brother that made kiddushin can consummate his marriage. Why? Because once the brother makes a halitza or yibum, he breaks the zika. That is no zika, so he can continue getting married. But he cannot get married first because there's a zika on him. Does he count all the brothers? And that would be considered marrying Ahot Zikukato. And we know that Ahot Zikukato is Asura, there's a Zikai. He's obligated to do something to this lady. He cannot marry the Ahot of the Zikuka. Rashi, Shomerit Yabam, Shikidesh, Ehad Mena Achim, Et Ahota, Leahar Shenaf Lazulif Nehem. And after she fell. Vuskeka Lechulan. So does he count all the brothers? Hamten, we tell the fellow, wait. Milichnos, Because if he can consummate the marriage, he's going to get involved with Ahot Zekuka. 
until you make say maase shichnesu achin tiyebema or yehalzu v'ta'akir zikata mimcha. Once zikas off, so now already he's able to finish the his marriage. Comes the Mishnah continues meta haybama. Now let's say same case, uh, lady fell to yibum. One of the brothers went and made kiddushin to her sister. And now the Yibama died. So it says, Yichnos et So it also is not a problem. He's able to consummate the marriage. Because once the Yibama is not there, so the Zika goes away as well. So that she just points out, Meta Yibama, Yichnos et Eshto. Da'afilu kansa umeta mutar ba'achota. Which means, even if the Yavam would have made Yibum with this lady, and then she would have died, he was allowed to marry her sister. Because only Bahaya. So now that she's dead, certainly the brother would be allowed to marry or continue to, to consummate to make Nisu'in uh, to the sister. Comes the Mishnah and concludes. Met Yavam. Oh. But let's say, same case. Lady fell to Yibum. One of the brothers made a Kiddushin to the sister. And now the Yavam died. The other brother died. So this lady over here now is in limbo. Why? This fellow now has no choice. He has to give his wife a get. That's the sister of this uh, lady. And and his brother's wife of the deceased, he has to give a halitza. Why? Because he cannot consummate his marriage because if he consummates uh, his marriage it's considered because he's the only one left okay so therefore he cannot consummate he has to give his wife a get and he has to also make haditha because bottom line he was married to this lady's sister and therefore he cannot make you boom so therefore he has to make a Halitza. So therefore he's, uh, he's stuck. This is the case where he loses on both sides. Rashi. Meta Yabam. Velo notarlo ah elaze. There's only two brothers. He's the only brother left. Ve et eshet ahib bahalitza. Aval yibume lo. I cannot make you boom on that lady. Rashi says, da hot girushatohi. Because it's a hot girushatohi, which really means it's a hot ishtoh. She's by the way, because he was married to her, he made Kiddushin to her sister. So therefore, he cannot make Yibum on Achot Ishto. So that was only Matir Eshet Achan Yibum. But now she's Achot Ishto, because he was married to her sister, he made a Kiddushin. He has to get divorced, because he cannot consummate his marriage, because he's considered Achot Zikukato. He cannot make a Yibum on this lady, because he's considered Achot Ishto. He has to make a Halitza. Comes the Gemara. Comes the Quran begins. My vechin. If you remember the first case in the Mishnah was a case where a person made halitza on a lady. The brother married the sister, and then the brother died. So he said that it's forbidden uh, for him to make a yibum because it's considered a hot halutzato. Right, a hot halutzato. But he has to make a halitza because it's only a sudra banan. So the Mishnah said vechin. Similarly, 
if a person was divorced to a lady, and after he got divorced to a lady, his brother married uh, the sister, and then he died subsequently, so now that lady does not fall to Yibum or Haditza, because it's considered Achot Girushato. So seemingly these are not similar cases. These are different cases. So why did the Mishnah use the language Vichin? When it introduced the second case, that similarly, what do you mean similarly? It's not similarly, it's totally different deen. So the Gemara says, My Vichin. The Gemara says, You're right. Ema Aval Hamigaresh. Right. Change the word Vichin to Aval. But, that makes more sense. Which means in the case of a Halutza, that's when a Chot Halutza, we're going to say that there's a, you have to make a Halitza at least. Aval, but if it was some Girushin, a Chot Girushato, that's already, you don't need anything, because that's a, a Surah and a Torah. Amal is Fakish, the Shakish said regarding our Mishnah, Kan Shanar B. It was on this Mishnah that Rabbi Rakadosh taught the rule, A Chot Girusha Medivre Torah, A Chot Halutza Medivre Sofrim. Which we know, which means a person is not allowed to marry, which means, if he got divorced to a lady, he's not allowed to marry that lady's sister. Okay? Which means, even if she fell to him in Yibum, cannot marry. She doesn't fall in a Torah. However, a lady that he made halitza to, and then that lady's sister fell to him, so in a Torah she falls, because she's only a halutzato. However, uh, the Torah is telling us, uh, the Mishnah is telling us that you have to make a halitza, you do not make a yibum. Comes the Gemara and continues. <coughs> so we learned in the name of Ben Betera, the Shomerit Yabam, that one of the brothers was Mekadesh, our sister. So what do we say? We tell him to wait. Wait until the other brother either makes a halitza or a yibum to the yibama, and then he can consummate his marriage. Why can't he consummate it immediately? Because there's a zika. There's a zika to all the brothers. And therefore, if he's going to consummate his marriage, he's paga be'achot zikukato. Okay? So comes the... Yamaran says... Amar Shemuel, Halakha kedvrer Rabbi Yehuda ben Betera. Okay, so he says Shemuel, Halakha is going to follow Rabbi Yehuda ben Betera. As she says, the Yesh Zika, there is a Zika here. The Alima lemisra alav. The Zika is strong enough to oser him because he cannot consummate his marriage. Because bottom line is the sister of his wife now is falling to him. So it's a hotzikukato. So therefore, he has to wait. Until the zika is broken, now already he's able to finish. That's shitat to be with that betera. Yes, zika. Comes the Gemara continues. Ibailehu. The Gemara now asks a question. What's the question? Meta ishto. Oh, which means, let's say the fellow made a kiddushin, like we said, jumped the gun, made kiddushin on the sister, and then that sister died. Which means, there's a Shemirit Yabam waiting to make a Yibum or Halitza there. The, the second brother went and made Kiddushin to that lady's sister. So we said, till now, it's got to wait. Right? Until the other brother does something. Now let's say that lady died. Okay, so now we want to know, what's the status with the brother? Can he make Yibum now to that, uh, to that lady? 
So comes the Gemara and says, Ibayinu, Meta ishto, Mahu biyibimto. What's the status regarding him to make yibum? Well, what's the she'ela? The Gemara gives the two sides. Rav v'rabi hanina, the amri tarvayu, Meta ishto mutar biyibimto. So you have a shita of here, Rav v'rabi hanina, mutar. His wife's not around anymore, so it's not considered a hot ishto, because his wife is not here, and therefore eligible to make a boom. Shmuel v'rab Asi da Amar Tarvayu da Amit Tarvayu meta ishto asur biyibimto. Okay, so Shmuel v'rab Asi say no asur. Let's see Rashi. Rashi is going to give us the sides here. Ma'u biyibimto miyamrinan. Kevan de Meta, since his wife died, Paka Isur Achot Isha. Right? Now the Isur of Achot Isha went off, because Achot Isha is only Behayeha. So now there's no Achot Isha. Vesharia. Odilma, Afalgav de Paka Isur Achot Isha. Even though, we'll say Achot Isha went off, doesn't matter. Kam Alea Bisur Eshet Ach. She remains the Isur of Eshet Ach. Why? Which means, since she was Asuratim, at one moment, she doesn't become Mutar again. When was she Asuratim? When he made the Kiddushin. Was she able to, was he able to make a Yibum with this lady? No. Once already she becomes Asurah for one moment, I'll say she remains Asurah forever. Meaning, now I look at her as Eshet Ach. Because she was married to the deceased. And that's his brother. And therefore, she's like Eshet Ach, that had children. And Eshet Ach, you're not allowed to, to go with. So that's really the She'elah. Do I say, <coughs> even though she was Asura, she could become Muteret again? Or do I say, no, once she becomes Asura, she remains Asura conclusively. That's really the two sides of the She'elah over here. You understand why she was Asura originally? When, when the guy made Kiddushin... At that point, she's Asura. It's a Hotsikukatoi. cannot go with, uh, with, with, with the slave. He's married to her sister. So therefore, but when his wife died, she comes Mutar again. So the Shayla is, do you say, now once she remains Asura, Asura, there's no uh, reverse? What do you say? No. So that's really the two sides of the Gemara. So the Gemara is going to say like this. Amar Rava said, My ta'amad de Rav. What's the reason of Rav? Which means, Rav was the opinion that said, Mutar. Mutar biyibimto. Why? He says, it's very simple. Mishum dahava yibama shehutra v'neesra v'chazra v'hutra. Tahzor lehetera arishon. It's a regular case. It's a yibama that was muteret. Which means, when she fell, she was permissible. When the guy got married, she became... Forbidden, hot isha. When she died, she comes back to the original hetev. So therefore, no problem. That she says, my ta'amad derav, deshari, haren esra adav shachat. She utra b'shat nefilata. She was permissible when she fell because she wasn't married yet to the sister. Ne esra kishikidesh ze achota. Very good. So comes the Gemara and says. Mativ Rav Menuna. Rav Menuna asks a question over here. Shlosha Achim. 
We learned this case. You have three brothers. Bet Nesuin Bet Ahayot. Two of them are married to two sisters. Ve'achad Mufneh. And the third brother is single. He's free. He's not married at all. Met Echad Nebaale Ahayot. So one of the brothers that's married to the sisters dies. ma'amar. So the Mufneh, the single guy, made a ma'amar. Meaning he made a kiddushin to that lady. He locked her up. He made a kiddushin. Gave her money. Now the second brother, married to the second sister, died. So now, he cannot make, let's say, technically a boom to that lady, because it's considered because he really made a ma'amar to the first sister. Right? But what happened now? Then the lady that he made ma'amar to died. So that technically, that Yerama becomes permissible again. Because she's not considered a because his wife, or his ma'amar, died. Oh, but what did the Mishnah say? Cannot make you boom, you have to make dafka a halitza. Now let's read Rashi until this point over here. Habit, right? The second brother died. Venafla achota, and the sister fell. The asrata larishona alav mishum achot zikuka. Right. So the brother now who made ma'amar cannot take this lady because it's achot zikukato. The afagav the avad ba ma'amar kedetnam beperik arba'achin betelomrim oilo al ishto veoilo al eshet achiv. Which means in this case over here. He's stuck. He can't do anything. He can't go with Ma'amar lady. Because bottom line, they have a zika over here. And therefore he's going to go with the Ahot He cannot go with the lady that fell to Yibum because it's Ahot. It's still also. So therefore he's stuck. That was the case where Hillel said, Oy lo alzeh, oy lo alzeh. So he said, the Ma'amar is enough to say that what? He cannot go with the Yibama. And he cannot go with his Wife either, because it's considered a hot kukato, fine. But now we're talking about the case, we're continuing the case, the story continues. She died. The Ma'amar died now. That's she. Right, now all you have is the, the guy left. The guy now you have um, left to make a yibum, uh, or, or, or whatever. So the Gemara says, Ve'amai, why are you telling me in this case over here that the fellow can only make a halitza, cannot make a yibum? She's You're telling me that these rabbis subscribe to that opinion. That somebody that was muteret, and then became Asura, and then becomes mutated again, we'll go back to the original, Hetep. So therefore, let's analyze this case over here for clarity. You had two brothers married to two sisters, and then the third guy was free. We'll call him the Oven Shimon and Levi. Okay, the Oven died, so his wife fell to Levi. Levi made a Ma'amar. Shimon subsequently died, and now the wife of Shimon 
technically cannot fall to Levi to make a Yibum because he's married already. He made a Ma'amah to the sister. Nor can he consummate his marriage because also it's a Chotishto. Because bottom line, there's a Zika here between the sister of this lady. So he cannot consummate. So he's stuck. This was the case where Hillel said, Oilo al-Ishto and Oilo al-Yibimto. Because you cannot make a consummation on either of these ladies over here. Oh, so now the Mishnah continued. The Mishnah continued. Let's say now Shimon's wife died. So now all he's left with is Bevi and his Mahamar. So technically, this is a classic case where originally she was Mutar, which means at the time of the Mahamar, he could have uh, consummated. She became Asura. When Shimon's wife fell, now that Shimon's wife died, Hazra Lehutra. So we should say, according to the way that was understanding, Hazra Lehetera Harishon. But the Mishnah doesn't say that. The Mishnah says that what? That she remains Asura. So that's the Gabbara's question. So they asked this question on Rava. Rava, you're coming along and giving me a cloud that you have somebody who started off Mutar. Then became Asura. Then became Mutar again. Hazra Lehtera Rishon. But that's not the deen in this Mishnah. Right? Because if it was the deen, it should be permissible for him to make it boom. It should be permissible for him to finish with the Ma'amar lady. But it doesn't say that in the Mishnah. Ishtik. No? So when they asked him this question, at first, Rabbah did not have an answer. Ishtik, he was, uh, he was silent. Rabbi Menunah asked this question to Rabbi. Rabbi was uh, silent. Lebatar <coughs> de Nafak, after Rabbi Menunah left the Beit Midrash, Amar, so Rabbi says, Amai lo amritle, which means, ah, why didn't I tell him the, the answer to this question? There's an answer to this question. What was the answer? I should have told him to be an Azari. The Amar, Kevan Sha'am, the Alav Sha'ahad be Isun, the Islam Alav Olamit. I should have told you, you asked me a question from this Mishnah, this Mishnah is going like the Bil Azad Shita. Can't ask me a question, it's about look at that Shita is the Bil Azad, it says you're right. Once she becomes a Surah for a moment, she becomes a Surah for a moment, which means Lava was bothered, he said, I ah, couldn't answer him. He's asking a question on me, I said, it's about look at the name on this subject over here. So he's asking me a Shayla like this, uh, this is the Bil Azad's opinion. I can't even argue on that. So therefore, don't give me a question from uh, the Bil Azad. He says, Kevach and Islam Alav Shahad, Nisalam Olavid. Hadar ve Amar. But then Nava thought it over again and said, no, maybe not. Imur Damar Bil Azar. Maybe I'll tell you that. What did the Bil Azar say? That if a lady becomes Asura for a moment, she becomes Asura. Olamit, Hecha de lo Hazia Bishat Nefila. Maybe that's in a case where the lady is not Ra'ui at the time of the Nefila. Which is at the time of the falling, she's not Ra'ui at all. But maybe if she was Ra'uya at the time of the falling and then became Asura, Mi Amar? Did he say that that case is Asura? Which is now, Rabbi wants to make Hidukim in Rabbi Azar himself. Which is maybe Rabbi Azar is only going with this uh, Isur, where at the time of the Nefila, the lady was. Uh, then she's Asura. Asura. So maybe then, Rabbi Al-Azhar says she remains Asura Olamit. But if at the time of the Nifida she's Muteret, 
Could be Zmekir. Now, what's the cases? Let's read Nashi. Look at Nashi. Look at Nashi, Nabil Azari. Where do we see a classic case that Nabil Azar holds? That once a lady becomes Asura, she remains Asura Olamit. So he gives the case in a later Perik. The Perik Bet Shabbat, it's a Perik later on in the Masichet. A guy got divorced to his wife. And then he took her back. So far, so good. Which means, then the fellow dies. Why shouldn't she be muteret triyabam? So look at the next shita. Rabbi Azar Osir. Rabbi Azar says, this lady over here is Asura. Why? We have a rule. Is a person allowed to marry his brother's divorcee? No. So Rabbi Azar says, bottom line, at one point, this lady became Asurat to the Triyabam. Even though there was no Yabu situation taking place yet over here, nothing happened, which means she just got divorced. Hypothetically, at that point, once he got divorced, this lady is Asurat to the brother. Not hypothetically, she is Asurat to the brother. She's ah, could that brother do anything to this lady? No, she's Asurat. It's Girushat Ah. Now he remarried, now felt she felt the Yabum. Doesn't matter. Once she was Asurat, Sha'achat. She was called Girushat Ah. She remains Asura Kotra Bir Azar conclusive. That's where Rabbi Azar said his deen. Okay? Next Rashi. The Bish'at Nefila Lo It Hazai. The Mekamen Nefila It Sira'ale. Maybe Rabbi Azar was only Osir in a case like that. That we just said, the case of the Girushat Ah. Because. Already at the time of the giru, at the time of the falling, she was asud already. Which is the isur came first, the girushat ach came first. That therefore, at the time of the, even though later on, let's say she got remarried again and she felt the yibum, once the isur came first, which means at the time of the nifilah already she was asud. That's when the bir azar says she's not going to go back to the original heter. She started off mutar when they were married. She was mutar, which means if the guy would have died at that point, it's yibum. Once he divorced her, she became Asura. So we're not going to say when he gets remarried, Tazor Leheterarishon, because that, that, that case, because at the time of the Nefilah, bottom line, she was considered already Girushat Ah. Girushat Ah, she never the time of, she never thought of Heter at the time of the Nefilah. But she anchored in the case that we're discussing over here of the Kedushin, and the, the case of the Shoshachim, the three brothers with the, the two that married the two sisters. In that case over there, one of the Brothers, when the first lady fell, she was permissible to him. At the time of the nifilah, he could have uh, married her. So therefore, there's a difference. Maybe the bin Azal would be more there in that case, where they had a sha'a of heter, at the time of the nifilah, could be able to could be more there. So, which, which means, let's just review the, the, the shikta v'tariyah. So that's what, that's what the Abba was saying. Could be there's a chinook between the cases. Could be for sure Rabbi Azar said his deen that once a lady becomes Asura, she remains Asura Olamit. Uh, he said that in the Perik Bet Shamai. But in what case did he say it in? He said it in the case where the lady originally was permissible, which means technically a couple was married. That lady technically can't fall to Yibum. 
the brother died, she can fall to Yibum. It's a regular Yibum case. She then became forbidden when the brother divorced her. She becomes Gerushat Ah. So at that point she remains as So now when he remarries, doesn't matter. At that point of the falling, already she's Asur. And therefore for Yibum, because she's considered Gerushat Ah already. In that case she's going to say that Azar, she's not Hoseret Leterah Harishon. In the case that you brought from the Mishnah, we have the three brothers... So technically when the two brothers, uh, when the first brother died, and this lady felt ma'amar, uh, or felt yibub, technically at that point at the nefirah, she was permissible. And therefore could be the bin azar will be more dead, that either she comes as she can come back to become muteret again. But then he said, no, I, I take that back. Hadar ve'amar in. It's not so. Which means the bin azar does not make a difference. The Bil Azaz is going to hold in all cases. Once a person is mutar, and that becomes forbidden, she remains forbidden conclusively. Even if at the time of the Nefidah, she was permissible. It doesn't matter. How did he know that? That Tanya, because he brings a proof from a Braita. What does the Braita say? Rabbi El Azar Omer. Rabbi El Azar said, Meta Yivimto Mutar Beishto. What's the case? Meta yivimto mutar beishto. Let's say a person was married. Uh, let's say yivamah fell. Okay? To the brothers. He married the brother. He mar- the brother married the sister of this lady. Okay? Made kiddushin. So we said he cannot consummate. Correct? Meta yivimto. But once the yivamah dies, so mutar beishto. He's able to consummate uh, the marriage. Because there's no more zikah, there's no more hot ishto over here. Meta ishto. Uh, if his wife dies, uh, that's the proof. That lady you have to make halitzatu. Why? Let's speak it out. At the time that the first brother died, she was permissible. <coughs> Which means, we're talking about a case where there's a lady that felt the yibun to the brothers. Then he went and made a kiddushin to one of the, to the sister. But before he did that, she was mutated. She felt him. So this is the case that at the time of the nefilah, there was heter. He went and made a kiddushin to the sister. So therefore he messed it up. She became asura. Then his wife died. She becomes mutated again. And still the Bil Azar says, Honetzet. So you see why? Because bottom line, since there was a sha'at, isur, I don't care if at the time of the nefilah it was mutar. Still the Bil Azar says, Asura. So then we have crystallized that to be Azashita. Go to the cross the board. There is no Hiluk if the Isur uh, came after a total heter, or even if at the time of the Nifilah, certainly at the time of the Nifilah was Asur, in all cases the Azaz is going to say, Ena Hoseret Lehetera Harishon. So technically Rava could have answered Rabbi Minuna and said, Take that Mishnah is a Bil Azad. What do you want? That Mishnah of the two brothers and the, the three brothers? That's a uh, Bil Azad. Don't ask me a question on that Shita. Comes again, but I continues and says, Lema Shemuel v'Rav Aser v'Amre k'Rabi el Azad. Now, Shemuel and Rav Aser, what was their opinion? We were discussing a case, which was the Ibayilu of the Gemara, was Beta Ishto Ma'u Biyibimto. That was the case where Yibama fell. The time that she fell, she was really permissible for Yibum. And then what happened? One of the brothers made Kiddushin on 
her sister. And then, uh, what happened? So therefore, he cannot do anything. He cannot consummate with his, with his wife now, because he have a hotzu kukato. He cannot do anything with the, uh, the, 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 the Yevama either, because he's married to her sister. So then the question was, let's say his wife died. Oh, so now we want to know, can he do anything to this Yevama? So Shemuel and Abbasay wanted to say, no. Kevan asura alav shahat, asura alav olamit. Once she became asura shahat, once she became asura shahat, when the guy made Kedushin, to her sister. So I don't care now if that lady dies, she remains asura conclusively. So the Gemara wants to say, oh, Shemuel and Abbasay, you must hold like the opinion of Rabbi Al-Azhar. Because isn't Rabbi Lazar the Shita we're learning till now that says once a lady becomes Asura, temporarily she becomes Asura conclusively? So we want to put uh, those two rabbis, Shimon al with Rabbi Lazar. The Gemara says, no. Why do you have to lock him into Rabbi Lazar? Really, I can tell you they go like the rabbis. Which means the rabbis in the Mishnah over there that said that even though a lady became Girushat Ah, she becomes, when the guy remarries her, and then she falls to Yibum, she's permissible again. She, the rabbis argued on the Bil Azad. They say even though there was a Sha'at uh, Isur, Harishon. We can agree with that. Also, then, uh, how can you say it in the, in the case of the, the, the Kedushin that we're talking about over here? It says, Azad, mishum when did the rabbis argue on the Bil Azar? They argued on the case of Girushat Ah, which means the guy was married. Okay, no problems with her. They're married, and technically at that point is hated. Then the guy got divorced. So you call it Girushat Ah. Now let's stop for a second. At that point, anything? Is any, is any Yibum taking place over there? So therefore, at this point of view, the rabbis say nothing happens. Then he got remarried again. When does the Yibum take place? When the guy dies. Bottom line, at the time the guy dies, she's mutinic. So I don't care what happened uh, before. Which is, Yibum takes place at the Sha'at Mitah. Bottom line, at Sha'at Mitah, she was mutinic. I don't care if she became a Girushat Ah in between. There was no Nefilah at the time she was Girushat Ah. Therefore, the rabbis are going to say in that case, uh, no problem. But in our story over here, it's different. In our story over here, we're dealing with Nefilah. Because at the Sha'at of Nefilah, let's say, she was mutated originally, right? Now the brother came along, one of the brothers, and made a Kedushin. Right? He made a Kedushin to the sister. Okay, so now bottom line, we're dealing with Sha'at Nefilah here. Did she still Zekuka? At the Sha'at Nefilah now, we have a Isur. And therefore, we're going to say that even the rabbis will agree that when his wife dies, he cannot make Yibum with this lady. Because it's all happening, Bish'at Nefilah. In, in the case of the Girushat Ah, the Isu is not happening at Sha'at Nefilah. The Isu is happening uh, before. Was, uh, again, when the guy was married, the, the couple by the Girushat Ah case, she's mutated now. But technically, if the brother dies, she's mutated to make Yibum. It's a regular case of Yibum. Now, all of a sudden, he gets divorced. Okay, now I ask you a question. At this time he's getting divorced. Is, are we in a Yibum are we, are we, uh, are we play here? There's no Yibum in play. Nothing happened. She, they got remarried. There's still no Yibum in play. Now, he dies. Now Yibum's in play. At this point right now, by the way, even the Hakamim are going to say, which they do say, which they do say, Mutab. Mutab to make Yibum. Oh. 
But in the case of our Gemara that we're discussing, even the rabbis will agree, Asura. You know why? Because the Isur is taking place when Yibum is in play, when there's a Zikah in play. Because bottom line, the sister, the brother died. Okay? And therefore what? There's a Shemir Tebamin. So there's a, there's, Yibumi, there's a Zika in play now to the brothers. Now what did this guy do? He married a sister. So he married a sister, and then what? That sister died. But all this is taking place already, Bishat Nefilah. So Bishat Nefilah, even the rabbis are going to agree that it's Asunah, therefore, so we can even be going like the rabbis, because the rabbis will agree in this case, that what? Once she became Asunah, she remains uh, Asura Olamit, as if we cannot make a Yibum. Because by the way, the Isut took place here at the time of the Nefilah, and the rabbis were only lenient in the Girushat Ah case, because the Girushat Ah case doesn't happen yet. The Shad Nefilah, everything was permissible again. Therefore, there's a Chiluk. Therefore, don't lock us in to Shitat Rabbi Lazar. We can even be going like Shitat Rabbanan. Okay, now we go to the next Mishnah. Come to the Mishnah says, Haibama. This is a Mishnah that we really know uh, the basic rules of this case. Haibama, that's Haibama. Lo tachlots v'lo tichabem ad sheyeshla shlosha chodashim. Very good. A person cannot make yibum on a lady. Lady felt the yibum until he waits at least three months. What's the three months period in order to know exactly if she is pregnant from the first uh, fellow or not? Now what's the problem? Because if she's pregnant from the first fellow, so therefore yibum is not appropriate over here. And therefore, it's going to be a problem of Eshetach. So therefore, you have to wait just to discern if she was pregnant. So what's the waiting period? Three months. But interestingly, the Mishnah also says, Lot Tachlots. Cannot make Chalitza. Now the Chavra, what problem could you have by making Chalitza? I mean, just break it, which means Memarashach. If she's uh, felt the Yibum, and if she's not pregnant, so he made a Chalitza. If she was pregnant, so, so he did nothing, so he did a Chalitza. <coughs> so therefore, we have to see in the Gemara, why the Mishnah tells us we cannot even make a Halitza within three months. Yibum, I understand why you can't make it three months. But Halitza, the Chavra, should be a, non, uh, a non-issue. In any event, the Mishnah says, Haibama, lot tachlots, lot tachabem, at sheyesh la shosha chodashim. Vechen, kol sh'ar anashim. All other ladies. Lo yit'arsu, velo yinasu. They should not accept a Kiddushin. Velo yinasu or in Yisuin, not in Yibum, a regular lady. She should not get Mikudeshet, or she should not take a Nisuin. Until also, they have three months. Which means, let's say, they were married to somebody else. So therefore, if they were married to somebody else, so therefore, they could also have to wait until uh, you have Havchana. Three month period. Why? Because we want to know who the child is from. Is the child from the first husband? Or the child from the second husband? Now again, there's a question at this point in the Mishnah. I understand why you cannot make Nisu'in. Because then already, within three months, you're going to mess up. We don't know who the child is from. But why shouldn't she be able to accept Kiddushin? Kiddushin is no bi'ah. She's just accepting a Kiddushin. And then let her, let her accept Kiddushin within three months. And then, and then wait. So then we'll have to see exactly why the Hakamim said to accept a Kiddushin. It's going to be that they were gozer Kiddushin atu Nisu'in. You understand, there should be no problem for her to accept the Kiddushin. She's a divorced lady, so let her just accept the Kiddushin and wait, age, wait three months after that. And Allah, we're going to say Kiddushin atu Nisu'in. Okay, so comes the Gemara and continues. Echad betulot, ve'echad 
Be'ulot, whether the girl is a Betula, or the lady is a Be'ula, meaning she was, let's say, married already. Ehad Girushot, whether she was a divorcee. Ve'ehad Almanot, or she was, let's say, a widow. Ehad Nisuot, Ve'ehad Arusot, whether she was married, or she was previously married, or previously engaged. The Gemara is going to say that Lechavara seemingly some of these are extra. Betulot is an Arusa. The Betula is a lady that really just was a, engaged, because she never consummated. And the Be'onot would be a lady that was Nisuot. So technically, all these uh, ladies over here, there's some repetitious. Repetition. But what's the point of this? All these ladies over here, the Deen of the Mishnah is, they have to have a waiting period. Which means, whether she's a Betula, whether she's a Nisua, whether she's an Almana, whether Gerusha. she's a Gerusha, she has to wait uh, in order to accept uh, uh, the Kiddushin from another fellow. She has to wait the three-month period. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, Betulot, Ub'onot, Arusot, Venesuot, Regarding these ladies, if a lady was married, she can accept an irusin, He's arguing, yeah. Yes, he's arguing on this first shita. The first shita says it doesn't matter. All ladies are forbidden, whether they were married or whether they were arusa. A married lady cannot accept an irusin, and an arusa lady cannot accept a nisuin. The those cases should be mutar. But let's speak it out. A lady that was arusa, she'd never be a. There's no relation. So the kara she should be able to accept a nisuin because there's nothing to. She never relations, and still tanakama is. Or the opposite, a Nisu'ah should be able to accept a Kiddushin. Because even though she was married once, now she's just accepting a Kiddushin. There's nothing to, to talk about. And still Terakama says, whether she's a Nisu'ah, whether she's a Arusa, all cases are going to be forbidden. Rabbi Yudah comes along and argues. Rabbi Yudah says no. Rabbi Yudah meant her Nisu'ot. If a lady was Nisu'in and she could have been pregnant, Yitarsu, she could accept a Kiddushin. Because bottom line, Kiddushin is nothing. I'm not worried about uh, getting pregnant from Kiddushin. And the opposite. The Arusot, if a lady was only in Arusa, Yinnasu, she'd be able to accept a Nisuin. Again, for the same uh, reason. In the first marriage, she did not have a uh, child. She could not get pregnant. Chutz mina Arusot should be Yehuda. Except in the region of Yehuda, an Arusa cannot accept uh, Nisuin. Why? Mepneshilibo Gaspa. Because in Yehuda, they got very comfortable with their arusot. As a matter of fact, the custom in Yehuda was to make Yehud, to be secluded with the arusa, And therefore, as a result of the seclusion, we're concerned that maybe this arusa had relations. And therefore, we're not going to let them now go make a nisuin over here. No, it's a regular arusa. There's nothing. She's not pregnant. But in Yehuda, they bought gasba. They're familiar, they're comfortable with their arusot. Because they mandate a yehud on them. That's an interesting Yerushalmi, why they mandated a yehud on them. Why would they mandate a yehud? So this is amazing Yerushalmi. There was a, uh, a custom in the lands of uh, the Guim that any lady that would get married, they would have to go and have relations with the, the governor first, the Goy governor. 
they were defiled Benot Yisrael. This was a revenge, they say, that they took for when Yaakov Abinu took Esav's, not Esav's, they claimed that Yaakov took Esav's uh, plot in Ma'arat HaMachpelah. So therefore, this was their chance now, and eventually, and we killed Esav as a result of it. At that funeral of Yaakov Abinu, when they were arguing over the plot, so Esav got killed at that time. So Ma'lokan who killed him, the Yehuda killed him, or Hashim Ben Dam killed him, but the point is, the Gleeb took revenge. What was their revenge? That any lady that's going to get married to Jewish lady, they're going to have the Awata first. Okay, good. So what happened now? As a result, the people in Yehuda now, they did not want their wives, their potential wives, to go willingly to this Hegmon. Because if she goes willingly, she becomes Asura to her husband. So therefore, they wanted, at the time of the Kiddushin, to become very familiar with their wives, so their wives will love them, and therefore they won't go willingly to the Higmon, and therefore they won't become Asura. So how did they create a bond? They would make Yehud on these uh, ladies, and therefore the lady would feel attached already from Kiddushin to the husband-to-be, and therefore, in the event that she was taken to this governor, she would go, be against her will, and therefore she would remain mutat. So it was really a method in order to keep the ladies mutated to their husbands. But what? As a result, because Yehud was taking place, they got close. They got close. It was, it was for a good reason they did it. They didn't do it because of lack of sinew. They did it to, as, for a good reason. But what? A lot of these ladies ended up becoming... Uh, uh, they got to, there was a relation taking place. And therefore, in Yehuda, even in Arusa, you got to suspect that she might be pregnant. And therefore, you have to wait the three-month period. That's the Hiddush of the Yehuda. So I read inside two lines of the bottom of the Yehuda, Omer. Hanisu'ot yitarsu. Harusot yinasu. Normally, in Arusa, Hanisu'a can make Yerusin, and in Arusa can make Nisui, no problem. Rabbi Yosef says, all ladies, I don't care who they are. He's mekel on all these things. They can make irusin. Because no irusin is nothing. You cannot get really pregnant from irusin, which means within three months. When it comes to an almana, you cannot make a kiddushin right away, because almana has a mourning period. Side point, Ibud, Avilut. When an Almana loses her husband, so she has to mourn for at least a month, and therefore, according to the Biyoseh, she can accept the Kiddushin already after a month. So the Biyoseh is more lenient than all the Shittos. Let's review the three Shittos we have in Amish now. The first Shittos, that Kamaz will say everything. Three months, that's it. Three months in all cases. I don't care if it's Kiddushin. If you only make it a Kiddushin. I don't care if the lady only had a Kiddushin, and now you want to make it a Su'in, Asura in all cases. Rabbi Yudah says no. We go with logic. Bottom line, if she's with Nisu'ah, you can make a Kiddushinta. If she was Kiddushin, you can make a Nisu'inta within three months, because nothing can happen. Except uh, in Yehudah. Rabbi Yudah says, in all cases, you don't have to worry about a uh, three-month uh, period. Because nothing can happen in Nisu'in. Right? However... You only have the Almana situation. We're, we're, we're going to see you have to wait a month. But that's because of an Avedut situation. Because you cannot get married within a month. Rashi says, Avedut. Avedut. Okay. 
דהתם כי רבי יהודה ספירה לה, דגבי אבחנה רבי יוסי מקל תפם רבי יהודה, which means רבי יוסי is going to be even lenient, that she says, for an ארוסה to get married, no problem. Because bottom line, nothing can come out. She was ארוסה originally, she can even make a נישואין now, because bottom line, nothing happened at the time of the ארוסין. Good, comes the Gemara and says, פשגמה לא תתייבם. I understand why the Mishnah says that what, you cannot make your boom within three months. Because what's going to happen? Maybe the baby is going to be born, and maybe he's going to be Ben Kayama, and ends up he made Yibum with Eshet Ach, and therefore you have a problem. The person is only allowed to make Yibum, but you're not going to have a child. So the three-month period makes sense why you're not going to have Yibum. Because the, 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 the side that she was pregnant, and the side that she gave birth, uh, now you have Eshet Ah, you have a Deorite over, you made Yisud. Ela lo tachlots, amai. But why can't you make Halitza? Which means, you can't go wrong with a Halitza. On the side that she wasn't pregnant, beautiful, so you made a Halitza. On the side that she was pregnant, so you made a Halitza. Big deal, Halitza is not a, you cannot come to Yisud. So why does the Mishnah say you can't make a Halitza on a lady within the first three months? Kabbalah answers, let us say that our Mishnah is a question against the Yohanan. Why? The Amar Halitzat Meuberet Shem Mehalitzah. We learned earlier in the Masechet Shitat the Yohanan. He said you can make a Halitzah on a Meuberet based on what we just said. You see, for our Mishnah doesn't go like that because our Mishnah says you cannot make Halitzah within three months. So our Mishnah technically is a question against Shitat the Yohanan. So comes the Gemara and says, "Look at that sheet. Lema teheti yuftat Rabbi Yohanan, umeshumache lo tachlots." Which means, you know why Tanakama was saying lo tachlots? Shem tapil. We're worried that what's going to happen? Maybe she's going to have a miscarriage. V'tenaseh b'halitzazu, and she's going to get married based on the halitza that was done. V'halitzat meuberet lo shemehalitza. She says, our Tana holds Halitzat Meuberet Lo Shemeh Halitzah. You have to make Halitzah not at the time that she's pregnant. And what, what, what problem could come out now? A big problem. Because if the Halitzah is not good when she's pregnant, could be she's going to give birth, but the baby's going to be to be miscarriage. Okay. Therefore, she needed a Halitzah. She's going to rely on that Halitzah that she got when she's Meuberet and get married. And she's not allowed to rely on it because she's Meuberet. Therefore, do not give it when she's Meuberet. Ah, but uh, Rabbi Yohanan, you said Halitzah Meuberet is mutar. You have a Mishnah Beferush that's against you. So the Gemara says, Zelav mi otbinev Rabbi Yohanan hadazim na. Early in the Masechet, yeah. we already knocked out Rabbi Yohanan from the Braita. So therefore, well, you asking another question on him? We knocked him out already. The Gemara says, no. Lema mehana metehveti ufta. We're saying, yeah, maybe not only is it a question from the Brighton that we asked early in the Masechet against them, also. now let's throw a Mishnah against them as well. Yeah, we're adding this Mishnah against them as well. So the Gemara says, no. <laughs> no, you cannot ask him from this Mishnah. Which means, the Yohanan will agree with this Mishnah. That even though he says, Halitzat me'uberet muteret, in this Mishnah he'll say, don't make a uh, Halitza when she's me'uberet. Why? You know what the concern in this Mishnah is? Maybe the baby is going to come out alive. Oh, so if it comes out alive, what's the problem? Oh. And now, if she's going to want to marry a Kohen, she can't marry a Kohen, because the Halitza was nothing. 
but you're going to have to make an announcement. You're going to have to tell everybody, Rabotai, uh, that Halitza that we did is null and void. Because bottom line, she ended up having a child. So she's permissible to marry a Kohen. So that's why the Yohanan says, don't make a Halitza in this case. Because if you're going to make a Halitza and the baby comes out alive, now you're going to have to start. If she wants to marry a Kohen, you're going to have to make an announcement that she's permissible. That she's permissible. So the Yohanan says, okay, mm-hmm. so make the announcement. What's the problem? We're worried that people might have been at the Halitza ceremony, but they weren't around for the announcement that it's invalid. And now they're going to posela from the Kehuna. So therefore, that's why we understand that Yohanan can agree with this Mishnah. Don't make a Halitza on because you're going to run into Maritayin cases over here when it comes to marrying a Kohen. And even though technically make the announcement, the Halitza is invalid, some people weren't there for the announcement, and they saw Halitza, they're going to say, our kids are pasuf of Kehunah, because bottom line, the kids are sons of Halitza. So Kehunah says, Tina Halmana. Okay, very good. Rabbi Hanan, this answer only fits in the case of one of the cases of the Mishnah. An Almana. Where a lady was Almana, she had to wait three months because of the Kehunah issue. Girusha ma'ika le memar. But if she was a girusha anyway, which is one of the cases of the Mishnah, is a girusha has to wait three months, you can't make halitza. Why not? I'm not worried about now kiyunah issues, because anyway everybody knows she cannot marry a Kohen, because she was girusha from the first husband, which is she got girusha. Now already, uh, she falls to, uh, she got married again. Yeah, second marriage. Second marriage. Now she falls to yibum. So we say, wait, wait three months. Don't do a yibum, because we want to see what the child is, and don't do a halitza. Now Rabbi Hanan, you, you hold Halitzat Me'uberet, is mutar, make a Halitzah. And don't tell me we're worried about over here, that what? That if you make a Halitzah and she ends up having a child, you're going to give her a name in the Kehuna. What's, what's the problem? She's Gerushari. Everybody knows that she's forbidden to the Kehuna. So therefore no problem can come out. There's still a problem that can come out. Mishum de Mafsid la Mizonot. We have a rule. <laughs> The first three months after a lady gets divorced, her husband still has to support her. The support ends, according to the law of the Torah, after three months. A divorce. Right. When a divorce, say, after three months. However, however, once a lady, let's say, falls to uh, Yibum, okay? Once already, let's say, a halitza is going to be made, then already the support of the original husband goes off. So therefore, technically, we don't want her to make a halitza within three months because she's going to lose the support of the original husband. Rashi, look at Rashi. Mishum mezone, we have Rashi. Mishum mezone. The itna kol shelosha. She has mezonot the first three months. Menichse ba'ala from her husband's estate. Kedetanya beberaita bishmatin. The i halitza let la mezone. She's going to lose the mezonot. Which means, the Gabran is saying over here, a very, very important halakha when it comes to Mizzou. What was the story with this lady? She was already divorced. From the first she was divorced from the first husband. Okay. From the first husband. She's a Girusha already. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now already she gets married. She gets married to the second husband. Okay? The second husband dies. Now, once that second husband dies... For three months, he's hayav to give her mezonot. He has to support her. He's dead from the estate. Okay? Now, if halitza is going to be done 
within the first three months, it's so it's going to lose her the support of the original, of the husband, of the husband that she, that she just died from, that, that she, she became a widow from. So therefore, it's also a hefset. So therefore, that's why the Yohanan says, don't make halitza within three months, because it's going to affect her mizonot of the, uh, of the husband. Okay, so we understand that. Gemara says, this concern only makes sense if the second husband that she was married to, she was married. Because the law of Mizonot for three months is only on the lady that you were married to. But let's say she was a divorcee and then made Irusin to the second husband. So in this case, so there's no concerns according to Rabbi Yohanan. Why shouldn't she be able to make a halitza immediately within three months? There's no support. Because I'm not worried about kiruna issues because everybody knows she's a kirusha. Support, there's no support because she's an arusa. There's no support for an arusa if the three, within the three months anyway. So therefore halitza should be permissible right away. Rabbi Yohanan, how you going that case to the Mishnah? I'll tell you why Rabbi Yohanan says. Mishum to Rabbi Yosef. ehad. Shema lefner bi Yosef. Fellow came in front of the bi Yosef. Amar le, ma'u lachlos betoch gimal? Yes, the rabbi, the bi Yosef, we want to make halitza within three months. Amar le, lo tachlots. He told him, do not. Kebra says, v'tachlots, umah bekach. What do you mean? Let him make halitza. What's the difference? Karah alav mekra zeh. So he read the following pasuk to him. He said, im lo yachpots, if he doesn't want to make yibum, the Pasuk says, then he makes a halitza. Ha'im hafatz. But if he wants to make yibum, yibam. Ah, but in this case over here, can he make yibum within three months? No. No. So we have a rule. Kol ha'olel yibum, olel halitza. Meaning, whoever is able to fall to yibum, then already he can fall to halitza. But if you can't fall to yibum, you can't fall to Halitza. And therefore, <coughs> we're really saying like this according to uh, Rabbi Yohanan. The, really, the reason in the Mishnah, why we're telling you don't make a Halitza within three months when she's a Me'uberet, is really because you can't make a Yibum in this case. And we have a rule of Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef says if you don't fall to Yibum, you do not fall to Halitza. Therefore, in all the cases, we do not want you to make a Halitza as well. Look at Rashi. Ela mishum de Yosef, very important Rashi. Kol ha'olel liyibum, v'zu, ho'il ve'ela ola liyibum, betok gimal, k'da'amran le'el, shema yifgah be'eshet ach, ena ola ashara lefnei zeknin l'halitza. She can't make yibum, because maybe she's going to be pregnant and she's going to give birth to a baby. And therefore it's going to be Therefore she cannot fall to halitza as well. Now, ul Rabbi Yohanan, lo tikshi, de'i halitza, v'day halitza. De'a'ena ola l'halitza, which means, if that's the case, Rabbi Yohanan, he made a statement. Halitzat me'uberet is good. Hmm. What do you mean? How can it be good? I thought you just told me that uh, if you can't make a yibum, you can't make a halitzat. Don't ask that question. He says, Share kama nashim shaninu, cholzot velo mityabnot, hechad delo efshar, alma halitzahi. Which means, you do, we saw many cases of certain ladies that cannot make a yibum, but we allow them to make a halitza. So that she tells me, the rule is like this, only in cases where that's the only option, otherwise she's going to be stuck, then we'll let them make a 
Halitza, even though you cannot make a yibum, but in a case where you have an abstract, for example, in this case over here, wait three months, even if you will agree, if you have a, a way out, you have a way out, which is wait. But if you have no option, in the Halitza will be permissible to let the lady go free. So that's the shita of. Yeah, technically, if she made a halitza, it would work. But like a we don't want you to make a halitza because technically you have a way out. Just wait three months, and since she's not able to be making yibum, so therefore, in the khanami, wait in this case as well. Comes the Gemara one line further and says, Matib Lavhinina. had a question. Hasifikot, holtsot, velomitebemot. Ladies that are sifikot. We'll see what a sifika is. Halitza is made to them, but not yibum. My sifikot. What's the case of sifikot? Maybe it's a case like this. A guy threw a kiddushin to his wife. We're not sure if the kiddushin is closer to her or closer to him. If it's closer to her, the kiddushin is a kiddushin. If it's closer to him, the kiddushin is nothing. So therefore that lady is considered sifik, mikudishit. Now the husband dies. Now, if the husband dies in that case, what's the deen? According to this Mishnah that we're learning, you cannot make yibum. Why not? In the case if it was a kiddushin, so it's yibum. In the case it wasn't kiddushin, so he's marrying her now with the kid with the biyah. So that cannot be the case. The case cannot be where the lady's safik mekudish, because the chara yibum would be mutar, biyah would be mutar, memanafshat. Again, if it was a kiddushin, <coughs> so therefore it's yibum. If it wasn't a kiddushin, so they would have been married. So therefore, when this guy dies, they would have been married. So the brother can make a bi'ah now. So the Gemara says, Amayim no mitzabimit. If that's the case, why can't you make yibum? Titiabim v'em b'kaklum. Are you know what the case is? El alav, safik shikidish ahat mishteh ahayot. A guy, he has a safik, if he married one of two sisters. He doesn't know. If he gave kiddushin to Rahel, or he gave to Le'ah. And then what? The end of your day is him kiddish. And then what happened? He died. Now the brother cannot make yibum to either one of these ladies over here because it's achot ishto, which achot kukato. Because one of these ladies now is a zika, so the other lady that he makes biatu is going to be uh, he's having relations with achot kukato, the sister of a zika, and both of them have the same suffix. So what's the din? The ketani cholatzet. So you say you make halitza on both. Aye, what do you mean? This is a case of you can't make your boom. So why should you be able to make a halitza? So you give me a rule. Where you can't make your boom, you can't make a halitza. And here we have a case where you can't make your boom, but you can't make a halitza. So the Gemara says, what are you talking? Achiyashta. Well, you're comparing this case. It's not a fair case. Why? Hatam, in this case over there we just quoted, in Yavo Eliyahu. If the Yahweh Navi would come along, the Yomar, which means, if Eliyahu would come and tell you, who's who, and tell you, by the way, this is the lady over here that you have to make Yibum to, and this girl's nothing, and this girl's nothing to you, so therefore, she's considered a bat Yibum. It's just that you don't know. It's not that she's not Yibumable, we'll say. She can't make Yibum, you just don't know. So if Eliyahu Navi would come along and tell you, Chavod, Mash'eken hacha. In our case over here, in Yavo Eliyahu v'yomar dehalo e'avra min mashgach be'v'yabminana. In this case over of Yibum within three months, Yibum within uh, three months. Even if Eliyahu and Avi would come along and say she's not pregnant, still 
We're not going to let the guy make you boom. Why? Because you see, in our Mishnah, it was a deen that the Hachamim gave that you can't make you boom within three months. What's the proof? Haketana. If let's say the, a girl was a ketana that fell to Yibum. Delobat eburehi. She's not able to get pregnant. And what's the deen? Okay. She has to wait three months. And therefore you see, in our Mishnah, it's not working with, if you would have known. Here I know that she cannot be pregnant. And still what's the deen? You need three months. So therefore, in that case over there, I'm going to come and tell you, she's not bat Yibum. If she's not bat Yibum, She's not bat chalitza. And how do I know she's not bat yibum? It's not that potentially, if you would know. You just don't even know. if you know. No, even if you know. She's a ketana. She is not pregnant. It's impossible to be pregnant. What's the deen? Three months. So you see what? How come you said no yibum? Finished. So that's why now Mishnah, where there's no yibum, there's no chalitza. Mashiach, in the case over there with the two sisters, listen, this is just a safek in Yidiyah. I don't, I, in Yidiyah. I don't know who's who. Let me, uh, me come and tell me, by the way, this is the one that you have to make Yibum to. In the clinic, you make Yibum to. The rabbis weren't, weren't all saying Yibum intrinsically. They were saying because Mishafek. So therefore, no comparison. Tarabbanan, Yibama Shilosha Chodashim Arishonim, Yibama, the first three months when she falls to, you know, to Yibum, Nizonet Meshil Baal. She's supported by her original husband. husband. That's the deen. Right? Until she consummates with the y- y- Yabam, the estate has to pay her Mizonot. Okay? Mikan ilach, but from three months on, Ena Nizonet, lo Mishel Baal, velo Mishel Yabam. Why not? Which means, the first three months is the husband's responsibility. Because technically, she can't fall to Yibum. Because you have to wait three months. So therefore, he put her in this position. So therefore, he, has to, he died. <laughs> so therefore... He has to support her for the first three months. After three months already, now already she's able to make Yibum or Halitza. So therefore now she's the other man's responsibility. But wait, he didn't do anything yet. So therefore she's in limbo. She's out of the husband's responsibility, but she didn't enter yet the Yavam's responsibility. So it says, Ahmad Bedin. Now let's say this guy's stalling. <laughs> this guy doesn't want to give him his orot. So he's stalling. So now what did she do? She brings the Yavam to the Bedin and says, Hey, listen, I want you to do something over here. Make a Halitzah, make a Yibum. Ubarach. And what? The guy ran away. The guy ran away from the Bedin. So what is the Deen? Nizonet Meshel Yabam. The Deen is, the Yabam's got to pay. Now they start taking it from his estate. Which is once already he's delaying, now already he has to start paying immediately. Which means, let her go free. Because he doesn't want, he's stalling. If he gives her a halitza, she can get married to somebody else, she'll get support from somebody else. But now this guy's holding her up. She, she's dying. She lost her husband's support because the three month period is up. She's not getting support from this guy because he didn't make a yiboom. Nor did he give her a halitza so she can go somewhere else. So what does he do? She brings him to Betin. Hey, listen, do something. Betin says, okay, you got to do something. The guy runs away. At that point, Betin could put a, a lien on his estate, and, and the estate has to start supporting until he. Either consummates or makes a halitzah and finish. So the Gemara says a question. Let's say the Yavam is now a minor. So you gotta wait. You gotta wait. Naflal lifnei Yavam katan miyavim letla. Let me read this question over here. One second. 
נפלה לפני יבם קטן, מיבם לטלה. From the יבם there's no מזונות. Because the kids are קטן, didn't make any חליצה או יבום yet. מבעל מאי. What's the דין לגבי the בעל? What's the question? Look at Rashi. Rashi says... Actually, no, listen to this question. is different over here. When the husband died over here now, the husband put her in a position now where she needs more than three months because the guy's a katan. So technically, maybe you'll say in the case where it's a katan, the husband's got to pay the payments until the katan's of age. You normally, what's the three-month logic? Because by three months already, something could happen. So therefore, you're off the hook. The husband's off the hook. But now, since it's a katan... Now it could be two years. So therefore, the shayla is, is the husband on the line? So the Gemara says, Peli gibar of Ahav v'Ravina. Had Amar itle, v'had Amar letla. Some want to say, she gets mizunot from the original, and some say no. The logic of saying she gets mizunot is, hey, bottom line, husband, you put her in this position over here. You died, now she's stuck. It's your responsibility. The logic of saying no, what's the logic? So the Gemara says, Hilcheta letla. Mishamaya kansuha. Meaning, it's not the husband's fault. This is Minashamayim. Minashamayim, when you died, you fell to a katan. That's not the husband's fault. That's already Minashamayim they punished you, so to speak. And then we came like that on the husband. Normally when the husband dies, we say it's the husband's responsibility, three months, pay from the estate, until she can get uh, Yibum or Halitza. In this case over here, we don't blame it on the husband, so to speak, that she fell to a katan. That we say, They were kones, and therefore that's uh, not the husband's uh, responsibility, and therefore he's off the hook after three months.